Welcome to Coach B Daily. I'm Coach B Moore. In this podcast, I share information that will help us achieve our health, athletic performance, and body goals more efficiently, which of course means to achieve more progress and more success in the same or less time or with the same or less effort. I had an incredible weekend and I have a story to share that I think you'll find helpful. But before we get started, I want to encourage you to share and subscribe to this podcast. Coach B Daily is available on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts. You can send me your questions direct. I'm at Coach B Moore, C-O-A-C-H-B-E-M-O-O-R-E on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow this conversation on Facebook.com slash Eating for Abs as this podcast is an offering of eatingforabs.com where you can find out more about working with me or my team direct on your goals. I was able to cross an item off my to-do list this weekend. Something I really wanted to do for a while was to hike Shenandoah, Virginia's Old Rag Mountain. Old Rag is beautiful. And if you search Google, you'll see the reason I wanted to climb it. There are not only beautiful views at the top of the 3,300-foot-high summit, but there are these really special boulder formations that not only do you get to see and touch, but you also have to climb in the portion of the, uh, of the, of the journey that they call the Rock Scramble. It's a nine-mile loop of trails that start off from the parking lot and end at the same parking lot. Uh, but in that nine miles, you are zigzagging up and down the mountain, winding this clockwise trail that leads to a, a portion where you really, there's no walking. There's, it's, you're on your belly or on your butt scrambling uh, to try to climb and overcome the obstacles of these boulders. And it, it's really special. It's also really difficult. <laughs> it's more difficult than I anticipated. Quite honestly, had I known what I would be feeling on the way there, I would have prepared more specifically for this challenge. But nonetheless, we got it done. It was fantastic. The pictures are fantastic. The stories I'll be able to tell are fantastic. I will do it again, but if I do it again or when I do it again, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely going to spend some time just preparing and I've got notes for you on on what went really well and what I would do differently, which I'll probably share in a, in a separate podcast. Today, I want to talk about the two schools of thought behind the boots I chose. Now, you're saying, I don't listen to this podcast to hear about boots. I get it. Trust me, it all will make sense. When hiking in a place where you know there's going to be water, you're going to be stepping in water. There are two schools of thought behind which boots to choose. Some people choose waterproof boots. And that makes total sense because you don't want your feet wet on a hike. Some people choose water shedding boots, which also makes total sense because if your feet do get wet, you want your feet to be able to shed water and get dry as quick as possible. So my brother had on water shedding boots. My sister-in-law had on waterproof boots. Both are great choices. We were stepping in water. There were areas where we walked through a stream. And both of those choices make sense. The pros for waterproof boots are 99 times out of 100, your feet won't get wet. The cons are of the other water shedding boots are 99 times out of 100, your feet are going to get wet. I operate from the perspective that things are going to go wrong. The problem with choosing waterproof boots means that when the thing happens that is unexpected and my feet do get wet, my boots have now become a bowl and I'm now keeping the moisture 
inside my feet, inside my boots next to my feet. So we've just hit cataclysmic problem where we have to now stop and, and deal with that issue. I choose water shedding boots because that's my mentality in most things. I expect things to go wrong. So I'm always looking at systems and processes and elements in my life that will not expect things to go perfect and ideal, but expect that things will go wrong and help me to autocorrect and get back to a position where I can get back in motion. How does this apply to anything we've talked about on this podcast so far? It applies to everything. I've had people often ask me for meal plans. You can ask me for a meal plan. I can probably write you a meal plan, but I don't think I'm ever doing you any favors by giving you a meal plan. It's one of those things that people think that they want or think that they need, but that from my perspective, I know it's not what's going to help you achieve your goal. The reason I don't like meal plans is because they're frozen in time. They say, do this exact thing over and over and over again, and you should see progress or achieve some form of success. However, I'm recording this podcast sitting in a hotel room in Virginia, not where I normally record. Things aren't perfect. I'm not in the ideal situation. I know the audio would sound much better if I waited till I got home and used a better microphone rather than talking into my cell phone to record this. Things are going to go wrong. Same thing with meal plans. You're not often going to be able to find the same exact thing when you go off on vacation or when you visit your mother or when you're on business travel. And what do people do when things don't go exactly right when they're on a plan? They break the plan. Most of the times they break the day. When things don't go perfect, people chalk up the whole day as a total failure. So meal plans are, in my mind, a setup for failure, not success. And what I'd rather you do is understand the principles behind the meal plan, have some targets in place in your day and in your week and in your month, nutritionally and behavior-wise, that you're supposed to hit, and then understand that there are many different ways up the mountain. There are multiple ways to approach my protein goals for the day. But there's only, if you're on a frozen meal plan, one way to achieve it that way. Versus the way that I operate, there are thousands of ways to approach it and achieve it that allow you the flexibility to get it done when things aren't perfect. Those are my notes for the day. I hope you're having a wonderful day. If you need my help, shoot me a note at Coach B. Moore, Instagram and Twitter. Tune in. I'll talk to you tomorrow.